This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Wednesday, it's the 9th of August 2023, and today it is really all about you. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hi, Sean Priest. Happy Wednesday. Happy halfway through the week, even though we got Monday off. Okay, oh, there was a lot of info in that. Please, you're confusing me. Happy Wednesday to you, sir. Are you all right? I am good. Are you all right? You sound a bit. You know, I'll be honest. You don't sound. You sound like you're you're having the uh, downwards of the hump day. Well, yes, I'm on the downwards hump. What a, what a lovely turn of phrase. So you've the hump got. has been turned upside down. A camel has fallen and is on its back. Uh, okay. Oh no, hang on. That's, the hump no. would be down the other. No, that's, no, that's right. right. Yeah, the hump no, would be. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you're like an upside down stand. camel. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I've got a bit of a headache. That's all. That's all. I don't make a big deal of things. You know me. I'm not a whiner. Oh, I have got a bit of a, dear. Oh no, but I'm fine. Thank you. That's good. I'll only mention it eight thousand times during the well, course you know of this show. I'm going to get my I'm ticker. I'm just a hero. That's all I'm saying. You are. A round of applause for uh, Sean here. <laughs> Thank you. Who's Thank braved. you very much. Out of my head. Uh, too loud. <laughs> Immediately turn off that happiness. Right, uh, it is all about you today, and uh, not you. Me? You can just relax, because uh, today okay. is all about our audience, our wonderful audience who get in touch with all these emails and messages. And today, normally we start the show, we say, oh, it's all about you, and then spend the next hour talking about ourselves. Uh, that's not going to happen today, okay? <laughs> One email. <laughs> I think we managed two yesterday. I think yeah. we managed two. Well uh, done, well, us. We're going to dive in to Debbie's voicemail right away. Here is uh, your comment, Debbie. Hi, Stephen and Sean. It's Debbie from Toronto. You were mentioning that OpenScape is available now to download, but I don't find it in the Canadian App Store. wonder if you can help with that. On another topic, I just purchased the MX keys, and I'm loving every minute of it, period. I like the fact that it knows if you're connected to a Mac or a PC, period, because the function key knows which operating system commands to use, period. I would suggest, though, that you might want to do a short little demo about setting it up when you get it, period. I wasn't really sure, and I didn't read the quick start guide as I usually should have, period. So it took a couple of tries to get the connections correct, period. For example, comma, if you want to assign number one to your iPhone and number two to your computer, period, how do you do that, period? I now know after reading the manual that you are supposed to hold down the button that you wish to assign the channel to or the device to, but I'm thinking about forgetting both devices at this point and reconfiguring them to set in one and two instead of currently now two and three. Hope this message makes sense. Thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of the summer, guys. Oh, thank you, Debbie, right. and uh, congratulations, Give my Debbie. Back to Laura as well. Oh, yes, we will definitely <laughs> do that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Debbie, and uh, also congratulations on doing the classic blind trait of sending a message, thinking you're dictating it, whilst. You're actually recording it. I have to, I've done that so many times. Me too. It, it, we've all done it. Yeah. It is the classic trait. Comma. Because I put commas everywhere. It, because, you know, we're always sending voice And you get mixed up, don't you? I do it on WhatsApp. Sometimes you're sending a voice message and then you forget you're dictating it. <laughs> I do that all the time. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. As soon as you started the comma and the period, I knew exactly what you were doing. Yes. Didn't, I didn't even laugh. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's I've done that. I do that. Been there, yeah. done that. Um, congratulations on the MX keys. It is a, a glorious keyboard. Right, I'm going to rip show. that key off your keyboard. <laughs> oh, Stephen? I, 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 I noticed that that headache's uh, certainly cleaning yeah. up. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse and worse, thanks to you. <laughs> You've recently got another MX keys, haven't oh. you? Another. So I am the guy that caused you all to buy these. I am so sorry. And then I managed to misplace mine. Now, I know you're thinking, how do you misplace a keyboard? Mm. But you have to also take into account that I'm a bit of a keyboard connoisseur. 
Yes. And as a result, that's French, by the way. And uh, I think it is. And as a result, I have a lot of keyboards. So I go between them. I go around the keyboard. I go into the cupboard and I pull out a different keyboard from the box and I try that one for a while and then I put the other one away. Uh, because I am, of course, a you know tech reviewing person. <clears throat> you're, not, you're, not, you're not reviewing them. I, I mean, am, you, I'm reviewing them. When, for me. When, oh, I see. Oh, that makes total sense. Well, you got this one again and then you told me, oh, I've forgotten just how good it is oh honestly i'm loving this keyboard I, you know that way i got it back i, I don't know what ver- it's a different version to the one i had i bought the one originally for the mac but this oh, one yeah. is the multi device it's called the advanced i don't quite know what's advanced except for the fact that you get a palm rest with it, it doesn't stick though you kind of think the palm rest would stick to the bottom of it i had another keyboard that did this Pointless. it was a razor and the, the little wrist rest actually it just magnetized onto the base yeah. The keyboard it was Terrible. actually quite clever. No, no it was rubbish. clever. This one's Terrible. all over the place. You got the MX Keys S, MX Keys Advanced. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing, but it's either ridiculous. way, it doesn't make any sense. MX Keys Mini, but they are great keyboards. I do love them. When it comes to setting up, though, there isn't. I don't think I've read the manual. I must admit, you're no. a step ahead of me, Debbie. Um, but yes, on the MX Keys, on the uh, bank of keys above the cursor keys. There is uh, three keys that you choose to, well, select your connected devices. And as you said, I mean, you've sorted it out. You just hold the uh, the key that you want to assign a device to. Just hold it down for five seconds, and then it will be in pairing mode. And then you should see it in, let's say, your smartphone's Bluetooth settings. Just connect it there. And if you want to reassign them, as you said again, simply forget that advice. Go to your um, settings, your Bluetooth settings, and then find that MX Keys uh, device in there and forget device. And then you can assign that key to anything else. Okay. I think that, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. You did a demo of this kind of thing, though, didn't you? Mucking around with the MX Keys software. I, I did, yes. I did uh, the Logitech Options Plus software. It's a software that comes with it. It's, uh, it's kind of accessible. Uh, look, it's usable, so you can set and customize specific keys on the MX keys, all the ones above the number pad, which are calculator, screenshot, uh, something else. Oh, the application key and the lock key. You can assign different things to that, open a specific application or a keystroke. So it is quite handy, and you can get through it. I can't remember what episode that was in, but I did do that. <laughs> it was absolutely in the distant past. <laughs> it was. Also, in the Logitech options, there is a way to connect, set up connections there as well, but it's not accessible. You've got to guess what you're connecting to. The reason I mention that is because if you want to use the receiver the little usb dongle that comes with your mx keys so for example on mine the first key is connected to my windows laptop and my second one is connected to the mac mini via that dongle now i think the only way that i could find to connect that dongle to the keyboard is using the logitech options software i was just basically tabbing and hitting space and enter everywhere until it actually worked so i can't really give any advice on that but that is another way to do it not very accessible, but it is no. there. But yeah, you're right. The, the option is there, and it is a great keyboard. Now, to your question about OpenScape, uh, it's not actually available as an app necessarily. What you have to do is you have to find the uh, Test Flight Beta uh, application. Now, essentially, what you would do is is once you find that, you can then download. You have to download an app called Test Flight first, and then when you go through the, this particular link that comes from the developer that is the link that gets you to the beta. So it's not as simple as just downloading the OpenScape app, although that will happen. Uh, if that sounds a little bit mm, nightmarish, <laughs> as it might do, uh, and I, I'm thinking of ways we could get the link to you, maybe through the show notes perhaps, uh, we can put the link to that, assuming there is still uh, that beta is still open. I don't know if it yeah, will be, though, I at this know. point. Uh, but yeah, we don't know. So what I might suggest you do as an alternative Debbie, is search for Voice Vista because it is another application which is using the uh, Soundscape, I guess, elements of the Soundscape application in there. So you could use that as an option. Uh, There's also Good Maps Outdoors. I haven't tried it. It's not great in the UK, so it's not something we can really try out properly and, and give it a fair review. 
but others have said it is very good and it also does contain elements of it. But I think Voice Vista is the closest that is available that you could go and download today. It's excellent, Voice Vista. I must admit I'm using that all the time. They've just released an update which includes AirPod head tracking support. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, so now it's getting closer and closer to the original soundscape. And as you said there, it's it's available now officially in the App Store and none of this beta. Yeah. But I just Googled OpenScape uh, beta and I found it through Google to sign up to the beta program. But honestly, I don't know if they're still accepting at the moment. Yeah, that could be the problem. But that's good. Okay, I didn't realize that, right? Okay, so you just literally just Google it. Okay, but I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, right? Well, yes, I know. This kind of way of searching online. I have never heard of this concept before. (laughs) I tend, you know, I remember years ago, right? Because I know when AI became a thing and everyone was all excited about this chat GPT software and people would say, well, what do you ask it? And I remember this being the same problem when Google came along. How do you ask it the thing? And the amount of people used to say to me, how do I ask it? I'm like, just write it in. Whatever you want to ask, just write it in there and it'll search for it. Now I've completely forgotten how to do that. No, well done. Who needs it? Yeah, exactly. Well, by the <laughs> way, speaking of which, I saw a little conversation ongoing, and I've been interested in people's thoughts on this. There was a conversation on Mastodon the other day about people not wanting to use or trying to get away from using Chrome as their browser. Not so much even Chrome, but the um, the search engine using Google or others, even Bing. And I think a lot of it was to do with trackers, You know, the amount of trackers that exist through these websites and, and watch where you're going and obviously follow you. And it means that every device and application you go to, like Facebook or Twitter, will throw up ads that you've, you know, oh, you've looked for shovels. So, oh, shovel news is everywhere. Shovelnews.com. Personal (laughs) favourite of mine. Never leave home without it. Um, The shovel, that is. But um, if you don't like that idea, a lot of people are talking about DuckDuckGo as being an alternative. I think it's got a browser now as well. I don't think it's just a an actual uh, search engine, although it is a very popular search engine. Don't know about the results that it turns up, uh, uh, how good they are in comparison to Google and others, but one thing is for sure, it does have less ads, if any, on there. So I think it's a much easier website to use. So I, I just thought it may be quite interesting. I haven't tried it, but I, I, I was thinking about maybe switching over to see how it goes. The browser did come out a while ago, and I remember trying it right at the beginning, just out of interest, but I didn't stick with it. So... Mm. Honestly, I don't. I don't mind the ads being targeted at all. Why? I'd rather have ads that are targeted than because you're going to get ads either way. It's not like you can get rid of them. It's the navigational part of it as well, though. Sometimes there's so much in the way of just yeah, but trying to get to. They're always going to be there. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. They're always going to be there. They're either going to be relevant to things you've searched for in other apps, or they're not. They're just going to be random. But either way, they're still going to be there. So much you are care I about fine? your data, doesn't it? I don't care. They know what I'm looking for. God, you're such a mood today, aren't you? You're such a mood. I've got a headache. Did I mention that? No, you didn't. Next email. Oh, wait. You already did. Five million times. And that was before we started recording. Uh, okay, let's go to Aaron's email. Stephen, maybe you need to find a new line of work. After hearing your review of the Shocks Open Earbuds, I had to go out and try them. I hey. absolutely love them. Like you, I've accidentally slept with mine on because they are so light. With a fit of determination, I was able to go into the EQ settings and create an EQ specific for podcasts. I mean, double tap only. Mm, of course. Question for you both. Do you see Braille note-taking devices as a companion to a PC or could they be a replacement in some cases? Also, have either of you used an NFB cane? If so, what were your thoughts? All the best, Aaron. Oh, that was an interesting mix. Uh, okay, so... Mm. Uh, the open fit, yeah, still liking them and hearing different people, different reviews on them, obviously. And some people, I think, are feeling that they're being shortchanged with the base response. But I think you have to temper your expectations with the reality here. These are not in your ear. So, you know, I think for what they are, the audio quality is actually pretty impressive. Would you sit and listen to music on it? Maybe your favourite hits? I don't know. I mm. didn't mind, to be honest. I actually found, I found say, it quite nice. I believe you said it was excellent. I, I, I liked it, yeah. I, I still I still do. The one thing I wish is that I could just <laughs> try to... <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. I just wish I didn't wear sunglasses all the time when I was outside. Because if I could just have them on all the time... But, you know, there's just too many things in my ears. My ears, mm. have, you know, they're not that big, you know. You need I mean, bigger shelves. Yes. Bigger. I, I got a, a big mouth as a, as a child, not big ears. <laughs> You want to try wearing tinted monocles? 
They just I, hold I, yeah, them exactly. in, the, in their I was arms. thinking something. Could I wear sunglasses without <laughs> actually wearing sunglasses? Would that be possible? I'm interested to know why you need another job. I mean, it, it didn't really go into that. I get, I get that a lot. It's perfectly normal. I think the suggestion is I should go into sales for companies. Oh, um, I see. Your PR. Yeah. We also, MX keys a- uh, flying out the door. <laughs> do you know what else is flying out the door? This has got nothing to do with me, by the way, but the uh, mini guide we were talking about. Tim Dixon was at Side Village uh, last month. Last month? Yeah. And um, he was talking to uh, Philip Ward from the company Seeing Solutions all about the mini guide. Well, apparently, and I'm maybe stretching the truth a little bit here, I don't know, but (laughs) by all accounts, uh, they're out of stock. And part of the reason is because so many people are inquiring after hearing about it on the show. So I think all congrats on that to Tim Dixon. Yes, to Tim Dixon. I thought you were going to say us. No, I can't. I can't claim. Res- I can't claim. Well, you usually do. I, I, I normally do, and I was thinking about it, but I, I thought it's, it's just a little bit unfair since he, you know, went there with his own money. He sp- he spent the money to get there. He took the time. He did the interviews for us. Yes, and then we take the credit for the sales. <laughs> I, I, it's just that doesn't work for me. I Too can't much. Do that. Amazing job, Tim. Well done. Yeah. I can't say that's a really interesting question, though, isn't it? Note takers. Do you require a computer? Is that a companion? I would say it depends on what you're doing. I, yeah. Some friends of mine recently looking for a new laptop, but all they want to do is email and um, word process. Now, I would say if you're a Braille user, a note taker would be a better option, but it comes down to the price comparison then, for me at least. Yeah, see, again, note taker. See, the problem I think is the name sometimes. Note taker gives me an impression of just a word processing device. I don't think about it as a device that's yeah, going that's online true. doing things. But obviously it can. I mean, think about the hymns. Now, what is it? The Sense. I get mixed up with all these different ones. But there's the Sense player? Uh, no, no, no. The um, Oh, what's the name of it? It used to be Polaris. I think there's another one. But yeah, the, essentially the note takers that hymns sell, which are Braille mm. note takers. They've got the display, you've got your keyboard, and you've got the added functions in there. I think they often run Android. And you can do your email. You can do your web browsing. You can have apps on there. It is a little bit limited, probably more limited than a smartphone to connect to, for example. But, you know, you do have a range of functions. Is that better than a computer? You know what? I agree. I I think it all depends on what you're doing. For most people, it probably would be enough. In fact, in in some cases, I think it's a little bit like the equivalent would be the Dolphin Guide software that we've talked about, where you're in this walled garden where you've got access to email, to messages, you know, even to podcasts, to, to internet radio. You know, that kind of thing, you can access all of that through your device. But the problem lies in the cost, because the cost of these devices is so expensive. It's actually cheaper for people to buy either a smartphone or a tablet or a laptop. I mean, I was looking the other day, right, on on the Amazon refurbished. I was looking at a computer, which was an i5. It was a 7th gen. So where are we, 12th generation, 13th gen? 13th, I think. So it's five generations behind, so five years, let's say, back, five years old. Um, it had 16 gig of RAM in it. It was it had a 512 gig solid state drive, which is fairly chunky. And it was coming in at $200. And I thought, you know what? That's not bad, really, when you not think bad. about it. That's very good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was a desktop PC. Didn't have a monitor, didn't have a keyboard and that stuff. But, you know, remember, we're blind, right? So what do we care? Send me the box. We'll figure the rest out. <laughs> but, you know, for me, and, and, and do you know what else I had in it? <laughs> this is why I was looking at it. It had a CD drive in it. And I'm like, wow. oh, this is brilliant. I can rip my CDs. But Welcome I wasn't going to spend $200 to just do what I could do on the Mac, which I already yes. got. So it seemed a bit pointless. But, you know, I, it did seem like a pretty good computer. And I don't know. This was an old, um, what's that, an HP Elite desk. Yeah, but it doesn't. Good I mean, machines, can, right? I mean, but, but the point I'm making is you, you can buy a lot more for a lot less but of course yes. the, the challenge is the knowledge this is the it's like this um i suppose for some people it's it's that fight between we were talking about this yesterday you know the challenges so the reality is for someone who is coming into computing now who's maybe older and when i say older i mean you could be talking from 30s coming into technology having no clue Right, I remember interview interviewing a girl once for for the radio show years ago on the old place, and um, we were talking about her learning a screen reader. And I was saying, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, Jaws is great. You 
you know, once you get to grips with the basic commands, you'll be fine. And she starts saying, you know, that's all great, but I don't think I can do it. And I'm like, well, you absolutely can. You know, it's great. Once you've, you know, PC, it's really easy. It's, there's tutorials, lots of support. And she says, but I can't touch type. And I'm like, oh, that's a point. That and is you know, a really good point. Just I always second, forget I'm that. Like, oh, not everyone can touch type. It's like, it's no. a built-in skill, I think, when you're a kid who's grown up blind, but yeah. maybe not for everyone, I don't know. But to me, that's that's up there with reading and writing today, learning to touch type. But of course, again, if you're blind later in life, you may not have that skill. So that's what I'm talking about. There's this challenge. Now, I, I, I suppose, again, you could make the argument a Braille note taker is not going to solve that for that person either. But the, this is where the challenge comes in about what kind of device suits. And this is where I think something like the Mantis could be quite good. But it's not a note taker, obviously, in that case. It's a, it's a much more slimmed down note taker device. You really are connecting this to something else. I don't know. It's an interesting got, It depends how much more comfortable you feel Braille, living in the Braille world, is worth, I suppose. Because that's the only difference, right? If, you, if you're talking you just want to do the basic functionality that a note taker will give you, then it's going to cost you, what, 10 times as much as a, a, a cheap laptop, which you could do the same on. But is it worth that for having living in that Braille environment, having that Braille feedback? I don't know. I mean, there is there are a lot of benefits to that. I can absolutely tell the benefits of it. I, I have a fear that as much as I want to dive into this world, I'm never going to be good enough or ever fast enough, maybe I should put it that way, to to be useful enough, for it to be useful enough to me. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I can, in my head, I can totally, anyone who says to me anything about Braille, I'm like, yep, I am 100% on board with everything you're saying. I just will never achieve that. It's just too We're late just for me. too late. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Too yeah. late for me. Um, but I do love the idea and I will certainly keep, you know, working away at it. But I think it's, I mean, even reading is so slow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm getting into this book. I mean, it was funny. I was reading the book and I realized the first couple of pages of what I was reading was pretty much just the, you know, the bit at the beginning of some of these books you get here where they have the, the uh, how the book was made and who paid for what. <laughs> donated by. Who donated, yeah. And I'm like, what's this got to do with this story? I thought someone gets killed in this. What's going on? No one's dead yet. Um, so I was deeply disappointed, obviously. It's a very, very, very long read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't even started here. I suppose the other point that could be made in that email is, do do you need a computer if you have a Braille note taker? As in, is it a purely 100% standalone device? You know, if, if you've got a smart speaker, for example, you need a smartphone or another device to set it up. Is there any reason you need a computer with a, a note taker, a Braille note taker? I don't think so, but I'm just well, putting the question out there. I think it's a great question because what you're kind of picking up on here is the is the ultimate problem, which is that for a lot of people who are coming to this, I mean, it depends on where we're coming from, right? We're all coming from different places. But if you are someone who is coming into the world of technology, you can't touch type, you don't know Braille, you're, you know, you're in a position where you're not really tech savvy at all. The best place to begin is probably with a smartphone. Because it's the probably the likeliest thing you've ever used or at least heard of. I mean, unless you're an alien who's fallen from Earth, and maybe it's one of those ones Americans are so very keen now to not tell us about. But <laughs> Controversial, topical, well done. There you go. See, I thought I'd throw the... See, shoehorning the aliens, <laughs> that's it. That keeps, that keeps our conspiracy theorist listeners happy. Ah, um, but, <laughs> um, But I do think that, you know, there are people who will be coming to tech who won't have much knowledge, but they will have at least had some sense of and certainly will get support from people who are using that kind of tech. So, again, it's very difficult to come up with a solution because it depends on so many different things. Depends on your own abilities, your own vision level. There's so many aspects to this. You know, someone who's low vision could still use a smartphone without any major assistive adjustments, apart from perhaps, you know, text size or contrast. And that's pretty much it. You know, True. we talk about screen readers a lot, but that's for the that's for people who are going either going completely blind or people who are at the level with a screen, even with some remaining vision, will just not be able to read the screen. And we are actually in a very small minority of people. There's not that many of us. So, you know, the majority of people out there are on that that cusp, you know, where I was maybe ten years ago, fifteen years ago. 
It's very you know. true. Yeah. So how do you find a solution for all? It's very difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. It is. Great question, though. Uh, caused, caused all kinds of controversy here, Aaron. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I, think you, I think I've been paid back royally for you buying more tech oh, as a it? result of me. Have you used an NFB cane? I know uh, I have NFP cane. No, I haven't. No, those are the ones that are really t- like taller than the person that owns them. Is that right? Is that those well, ones? See, that's another thing. Always told up to your, what is it, your chest bone or whatever. Your clavicle, I believe it's called. I am oh, a medical man. I, I thought that was a, a piano. I want a seven-foot cane. I want an eight-foot cane. The, the, the further I can reach, the better, surely. Um, <laughs> 20-foot barge pole? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I think my thought is always when you hold that out in front of you, you know, is that on the next block before you even get off the one you're on? I mean, how is that stretching across the traffic? I mean, it just seems too long to me. It's like, what, how is how is this functional? I don't get it. Please, someone who uses the NFBK, could you explain to me how you use it? Do you use the two? Is it the two tap or the? I mean, rollerball or how do you how do you use it? I'm intrigued. You must have a- yeah, like a wheel in the middle to support the extra length and the. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that's right. If, yeah. If that's the difference, honestly, I don't know. No, I have never used one. I had no experience no. of it, but I like the longer cane. I must admit. Uh, okay, let's uh, get an email quickly before we go to break uh, from uh, someone who wants to take us to task a little bit on the way that we talk about tech. Hi, I'm your grandma. Please include me in your chats. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have low vision, my left eye is 33,000 plus, and now I have myopic macular degeneration. I could really use technology and enjoy listening to you, but I have no clue if you're recommending a product or not. Also, as you know, I'm on a small stipend, but I still need to buy things and pay bills. Can you make your podcast accessible to the least techie among us? Thanks, Grammy. Now, is is your name Granny or are you Grammy? I'm trying to work this one out. Well, isn't Grammy just another name for Grandma? Uh, not my house, but maybe it's somewhere, yeah. Ah, uh, we never know. Hello, Nan. How are you doing? <laughs> um, it, it's a, I mean, it's a fair question. It's a fair point. But it's really difficult to to reach that right level. Either you're, you know, you're not going deep enough into technology or yes. <laughs> you're going too much and excluding people. So it's a real hard level to hit, but we do try to make it as accessible as we can. I, the first to put my hand up to say sometimes maybe we continue a conversation on when really we should take it from the point that this is the first time anyone's hearing about something. Sometimes, Which know, is don't... difficult as well, right? Because you've, you've got an audience who are listening who are well-versed and with you on it. And then you've got people who are also like you know, like yourself there, Grammy. You know, you're saying, like, I'm not really following a lot of this, but equally, you know, there are people who are saying, God, you could have gone into so much more detail on this. And it's, yeah. it's, it is, it's very difficult to find the balance. And you don't want to explain what a screen reader is every time we talk about it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's really difficult, but we take it on board as ever. You're giving me some ideas, though, Grammy, about what we could do on this. I think I think we've got the podcast, right? So there's things we could do. And also, I should say, there is a podcast out there for people who are uh, new to technology. And you may not be aware of this, Grammy, but it's well worth checking out. It's called Sean of the Shed. Of the Shed. Yes, absolutely. I, how could I forget about my own? I know. Very, very much. If you it's, go back- it's quite easy if you try. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on, see, now we need to go in. How do you access a podcast? I mean, where do we start with that? A smart speaker? You go well, yeah, that's the... a question, Grammy. Are you listening to us on AMI audio or are you listening to us on, on podcast? I'd be intrigued to know. Um, exactly. I mean, I know a lot of you do listen to us on AMI audio, which is obviously right. And, and you absolutely should be doing that. In fact, you should be doing that and you should then listen on podcast. <laughs> I mean, we encourage you to listen twice. Please because do. Because then you will get double the benefit of the show. It's called yes. Double Tap for a reason, you know. And Mr. Listen F will twice. be happy. Yeah, Mr. F us. will love us forever for that one. <laughs> Look, if you want to email me uh, with any questions, I'm more than happy to get back to you and answer what I can. You know, you can even email Sean independently of the show. <gasps> can you? Yeah. Are you, go- are you about to give out my telephone number and email address? Yes. Okay. Carry well, on. You know, well, the email address is easy, right? Because it's you know, our feedback at doubletaponair.com. So it wouldn't be a huge stretch of the imagination to put the word Sean in place of feedback or Stephen, if you like. But don't do that. No, Send no, it no, Sean. Never do that. Uh, uh, yes. If you want to email me directly. I can't wait direct, to see what happens to your inbox now. Stop it. Absolutely nothing. Sean 
at doubletaponair.com. And Sean is spelled S-H-A-U-N. Sean at doubletaponair.com. Email me. And uh, my email's uh, down for maintenance. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, listen, stick around. Uh, we've got more to come. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all Double Tappers. It's Pete from Robin Hood County, hoping all is well. Thank you for all the interesting shows, as usual. Talking about backpacks and a man in the shower... This was indeed a frightening vision for a few seconds. So I had to go and get myself a cup of tea or something. (laughs) This is a family show. I'm going to have to move on quick. It is so scary. (laughs) I don't think I'll watch Home Alone. Not quite yet. As for iOS 17 betas, I don't do public betas or the developer ones. I don't think it's a good idea for people who are not au fait with... Um, iOS or Android systems to do these betas because you could get yourself in a bit of a tangle but um, people will make their choices like the Shaun of the Shed I was performing that action while the podcast was going and I didn't realise how useful the control centre was never got the hang of the rotor though really but um, I'm quite happy with the way I use my phone at the moment And as for your blind box, I'd like to see an Apple router, an iPhone with a never-ending battery life, and I'd like Siri to work just once. Take care, guys. From Pete in Robin Hood County. Thank you, Peter, for sending that in. And uh, do, of course, attach a voice message, just like Peter did, to an email sent to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Yes, some interesting points in there. I agree with the Peters. I uh, I feel I should never have done the upgrade, although I feel I say this every single year, and then I, I think continue do. to do it anyway. I know, it's just... Well, you know, we need you get used to it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if we do get in trouble with it, I'm, we're confident that we can get ourselves out, or if we can't, we know someone who can get us out of it. So, But I would totally agree. I don't think, you know, uh, your average user, I'm not saying we're above average, we're no, not. No, definitely not. But we've... We've got contacts or, you know, that we can, we can get out of it. So I would say, yeah, I think that's a really good bit of advice. Do not use the public beta. Why? Yeah, there's no rush, really. No, and of course, the problem is that there will definitely be bugs. And there will be bugs in the main software, never mind voiceover or anything else. So yes. you have all these compounding issues. And of course, there can be issues as well with accessing applications. A lot of people don't realise this, but in particular, banking applications can be troublesome because they don't often get updated till later. They won't often work on betas at all. So there are occasions where you might not get access to certain things. It's true. First time around last year when I I joined the beta, that's what happened. I lost access to all the banking apps. Now, it wasn't a secondary device, so it was fine. Uh, But that uh, access didn't come back for about a good two months. So, you know, you imagine a situation where that's your only device. Suddenly you're left with... Not being able to pay your rent for two months. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Yeah, And I I don't know about you guys, but, you know, my mortgage company probably isn't too keen on that as an excuse. Oh, well, I upgraded to this new thing, so I I don't know. (laughs) They're not really interested. It's someone else's fault, yes. And uh, thank you for the uh, comments on Shaun of the Shed. Thank you very much. And I agree. I think the control centre, a lot of people go in there and turn air plane mode on or Wi-Fi off. or But there's so many different options in there. It's actually really handy. And it's customizable. You can go into the settings and you can customize what's in the control center. Yep. Which absolutely. is quite handy. And you, I mean, it's usually in there things that you can add the accessibility functions. Uh, I think things like Torch are already in there by default, but there's lots of things in there you can add in. Even, uh, was it voice memos you can add in there as well? Voice screen memos, capture. Is there? Yeah, I love the screen recorder. It's very good. Screen when recording, I was, yeah. When I was without a, uh, a mixer, I was able to record just using that. It was oh, um, you very that good. up. Mm. All right, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm I just saying, I'm a hero. Complaining. Yeah. i got a headache. Have you? Oh, Next you email. Mentioned. Uh, yeah, let's go to Graham, who wants to talk about backpacks. Hi, Laura, Stephen and Sean. This is for Stephen. I've recently looked at backpacks from Peak Design, who make all styles of bags suitable for all sizes of MacBook and iPad and other technology. In some videos mm-hmm. I've seen on their websites, show them packing clothes and computers and other devices. 
Their backpacks have adjustable parts that are Velcro. I'm looking to buy their everyday backpack 20 litre and also their 20 litre or 15 litre backpack zip looks really good too. Hope you find a suitable backpack, Stephen. We'll be interested to know what bag you go for. From Graham Story. Thank you for that, Graham. Uh, interesting points about backpacks. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely check out that company. Loving your suggestions, guys. This is great. Because I want a What's good a 20, one. But I want, what? What's a 20 litre? That, now, that sounds like it's a huge thing. Is, is that, like, enormous or is that the average size? I have no idea. Um, well, you can get bags in all kinds of sizes, really. But, I mean, it, it, oh, the thanks. thing is... I didn't know that. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I'd educate you yeah, on this thanks. topic. Small bags, big bags. Yeah. As big as your head. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> None quite for your size of head, though. Um, I'm just saying, what's the average literage of a backpack? I, I, oh, you're asking me like I know. Well, like, you're, I, you're I, the one who brought up this. backpacks. You, you're, you're the one who took into a shower. A PhD <laughs> in backpacking. Okay, all right, thank you. Is that, that sounds know. huge. That's 10 bottles of um, Diet Coke or something like that, isn't it? Uh, two litre anyway, ones, yeah. Yeah, two litre ones. Because they come in different sizes as well, Sean, in case you weren't aware. <sighs> thank yeah. you. Sorry, carry on. Uh, yes, sorry, Graham. Uh, as I was saying, uh, so yeah, it sounds very interesting. I'll let the sound of that and keep your suggestions coming because I am always on the lookout for a new backpack. So yes, more of them, please. Because um, you are a backpack expert. I, <laughs> Thank I'm you. A, I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> uh, Mary's been in touch about an interesting feature. Hello, I found a new shortcut called Remember. It's a simple shortcut designed for people with bad memories, but it makes a great memo task list. It utilises the hashtag feature in notes. You evoke Siri in your favourite way and ask her to remember this. She will then ask you to do what you want to remember, and once you tell her, she will ask whether you want to include a picture. Then saves your note and adds a hashtag to it. Siri then brings up notes with hashtag remember in the search box, so you can not only see the one you just created, but any other notes you have made in the past. So if you want to see it outside of the shortcut, type in hashtag remember in notes. I knew about the hashtag feature in notes, but I never can remember to add it. This shortcut does it for me. Whoopee! To get the shortcut you need to have Apple's shortcut app, go to the gallery and there's a shortcut called remember. Click on this, install and you're done. Mary Hart. Mm, I have no idea such a thing existed. No, that sounds really cool. I mean, I'm not a fan of notes, I will admit. But um, that's, I think, probably the most useful thing I've seen in the gallery for Apple Shortcuts. Yes. I always look in there and I think, yeah, no, not really for me. No, not for me. But that sounds actually really useful. I find the navigation on the Notes app on the iPhone to be really clunky. I know. And I don't know why that is. I mean, because everything's perfectly accessible. Yeah. I guess I, maybe it's me. Maybe I haven't used it enough, but I just don't seem to make sense of the navigation. I, I don't know. The thing that I learned about the Mac, because it's the Mac I tend to use the Notes app on, and when I'm on the Mac, one of the challenges I had was you could you start reading something. So you go into a note and then you start reading it. You'd use the VO and A to read all command. And um, you would start reading something and then you would maybe pause. You'd hit control to, to pause it for a second. Or the paragraph would run out and you'd want to keep reading. But the problem is that the focus was still at the beginning of the original paragraph. Oh, yeah. that's I remember that, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, why, why can't I just keep reading from... As soon as you started reading again, it would just start from the top. Yes. I couldn't ever get it to continue reading. And then I learned that you... <laughs> it's because the Mac has this interaction model where you have to interact with the text. And at that point, the voiceover focus, the cursor, moves with... And follows it. ...the yeah. text. So if okay. you did stop and then want to continue onwards, you could do that, which is actually a really interesting tip if you use Outlook or Mail or any of these apps and you want to read something, a particularly long document. Imagine getting 200 pages into something and then it bounces back to the top. At that point, the computer and probably most of the people <laughs> and furniture in the room would end up outside. That happens all the time on the iPhone. Yeah. I'm reading an article oh. or something, and it could be so long, and then I'll get a notification come in, and it'll bounce back up to the top, but it won't carry on reading. And it's like, oh, I've got to read the whole thing again. Yes. I kind of oh. wish that, I wonder if the, so people will know this if you've got the Victor Reader or the Sense Player, I guess. It'd be great if you could get like an RSS reader on there, right? With the reading controls it has, with the physical buttons. Actually, RSS News, okay, granted, it's going to be text to speech, fine. But 
at least then you'd have access to news, but you you could have more control and it wouldn't be interrupted by those notifications and all the rest. It's a bit like the book, right? It's it's the reasons why you have a a book on something like a Victor Reader, because you can enjoy it. And if you want to pause it, you you actually physically press the pause button. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that would be great on something like the Victorina. Now it has the Wi-Fi, and it's obviously I know it had Wi-Fi before, but it's got more capability inside it. Come on, well, guys, yeah, come on, humanware, get that done, get that oh, made. Right. I bet there's oh. someone will email in and say it already is already there. <laughs> yes, but that would be I. That would sell it for me. That would sell that to me. Would it? The, one of the things I ha- yeah, because do you know what? The, one of the challenges I have is accessing the content. I spend more time navigating to or through content than I often do reading it. That's a really good point. Yeah, I agree. The closest I got, the closest experience I got to something half decent was an app called Leary on the Mac. I don't know if there's a Windows. not There's not a Windows equivalent of that, but I, I'm sure there's maybe accessible uh, newsreaders out there for Windows. And please do send in ideas if you have them. But the one I got on the Leary, the Leary one, which is for, it was actually suggested to me by a friend who uses it on his iPhone, but it is a Mac version as well, and it all syncs up, and it's all really nice. But the thing is that it strips away all the nonsense. It basically just gives you the text from the document. It strips everything else from the article out, so you don't have to oh, worry. I love that. Oh, it's brilliant. And you just get the text. That's it. Um, but even that, you know, you're still navigating around to get to that text because it's on a Mac. You know, and a Mac is, you know, voiceover focus is like a clown in a minefield. Oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Well done. Incredibly hilarious, <laughs> but oh, horrendously oh. annoying. And tragic. And dangerous. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I, I just, I would love a simpler way to read news. You know, I feel that there's lots, it, it's funny, right? We, we live in a world now where there's more access to anything, more access to information than there ever was. But the access is only part of it. It's the ability to get access to the place where the information lives yeah. and actually get that information in a way that isn't irritating. I mean, even even on um, on Edge with Read Aloud, I found a couple of websites, more websites now than, than ever, it's getting harder with Read Aloud to almost push past all this garbage that is on the site. Yeah, I've noticed that myself in uh, Safari on the iPhone. There's a, quite a few apps out there that don't give you access to reader mode. Mm-hmm. It's simply not available. Or worse, they'll give you access to... Maybe a paragraph. So you go into reader mode, a paragraph shows up, nothing else. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't yeah. give you the full article, it just gives you the headlines. You have to, and I know that's often because, I mean, in some cases it's, you know, that horrible thing when they now have the continue reading button somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the article disappears and you have to continue reading or you've got that cookie consent. Please, is there just one button <laughs> where I can say, uh-huh. yes, I agree to every cookie that ever existed on earth. Just whatever. That's a European thing. I don't think anyone else will have that issue. But no, I think so it isn't. Annoying. No other other web countries are having this issue now. Okay, and because if they're trying to access these websites, yes, if you're trying oh, to access yes. a, a, a website that's originating here in, or in Europe. That's, I, I guess, the, what's happening. But yeah, it's so frustrating. It really is. But anyway, shall was, we move on to? Yeah, Keynes? let's move on. Oh. Thank you. Uh, Sunil's been in touch to uh, talk about high-end canes. Hi, guys. Just picking up on backpacks and canes. I bought a backpack made by Timbuktu about three years ago. Mm. I work in Manchester and bought it because it was made specifically to protect tech from the rain and snow. Yay! It's lightweight, comfortable, (laughs) and you can fit a lot into it. I can fit a laptop, iPad, Braille note taker, wallet, phone, and cables into mine. There's a lot of space and compartments. The one I bought isn't on Amazon now, but I'd recommend looking at other backpacks from Timbuktu. Regarding canes, I wanted to say how impressed I am by the cane I've been using for just over a week from Sforsky. Like the Timbuktu backpack, it's lightweight, surprisingly so. I'd been using the graphite canes from Queen Alexandra College for 10 years, which were great. I started using them because they were said to be lighter than other canes. But my new Swarovski cane is much lighter, and I'm sticking with it. As someone who has had two guide dogs but can't face the heartbreak of another one retiring and dying, the first thing I did when I reverted to becoming a cane user was buy the Ultra Cane, which I thought would replace, admittedly to a lesser degree, a guide dog's obstacle avoiding skills. It uses ultrasonic technology to tell you about obstacles and overhanging branches through tactile feedback on the handle. Sounds great, but in reality, it wasn't. The batteries and size of the handle meant that it was heavy and unwieldy and made my wrist hurt, 
Mine got caught in paving stones a few times and dropped out of my hand. Sometimes it was okay, but there were several times when I had to send it back for repair because the ultrasonic sensors got damaged from being dropped. Even when it did work fine, the handle would start vibrating even when I knew for a fact that there were no obstacles ahead. That was okay in familiar areas, but no use in unfamiliar areas. So rather than using the feedback to step sideways, I started using it as I would a normal cane and step sideways when the end of it hit something or someone. Also, I had to cover up the sensors when it started raining, so it would have been much more comfortable to use a conventional white cane anyway. But I'm a tech geek, so bought the WeWalk cane when that came out. The ability to access Google Maps from the handle, plotting routes, finding buses and pubs really appealed to me, but using the WeWalk made my wrist hurt after 10 minutes. The touchpad on the handle wasn't intuitive and I couldn't hear the spoken feedback from the cane in the street. And WeWalk doesn't work in the rain either. For me, this goes to show that the tried and tested long cane trumps smart canes and that using your ears and mobility skills is more effective than trying to interpret vibrations and trying to listen to spoken feedback in the street coming from a heavy cane. It'd be good to know what you reckon about high-tech versus low-tech when it comes to canes. Cheers, Sunil. Sunil, thank you so much for that email. Uh, A lot of information in there. I want to just mention Timbuk2. It is Tim, T-I-M-B-U-K, and the number two. Uh, I had a look up that uh, site to uh, to see what you were talking about. And um, yes, that uh, does seem like my kind of bag, although I have got many websites, thanks to all of you, to go and check. (laughs) So uh, I have to say this is is a huge amount of fun for me. So uh, yeah. I'm enjoying reading about them. I have a feeling I'll have more than one. <laughs> I just have a feeling there's going to be a couple lying around. Um, but yeah, to the point about canes, um, I'm not going to get into it today because I, I wanted to have a chat about this topic. And um, I think we'll talk about it tomorrow. In fact, I think you're you're kind of preempting where I want to go with this conversation around this kind of technology. So I think I'll leave it there and we'll revisit this tomorrow. Um but the only thing I do want to say is, can't use We Walk in the rain. I know. You know what? It's so funny. This so timely because I was reading a Facebook post on this just yesterday, or the day before, and this was one of the things that was pointed out. Yeah, a mobility officer said, "Yeah, but they're okay, but you can't use it in the rain. It's not waterproof at all." I, what? I mean, where is that usable? I got to live in the Bahamas, apparently. Um, yeah, that is not. Not a great thing. Yeah, great in the in in Britain or in Canada, I guess even, um, or anywhere basically north of anywhere, <laughs> um, because you know there's never a chance that you could leave the house and it won't rain. I'm I'm a little bit I'm disappointed in the ultra cane because we we talked about that not long ago and I thought that sounded actually quite useful, but again it shows in use the technology that that sounds in theory useful just isn't in practical terms. And to be fair, that's Sunil's point of view, right? So, you know, your experience might differ to someone else's, and I'm sure it will. There are many people who probably buy mm. these things and get on fine with them. Um, I mean, these companies are in existence. That's the way I look at it, right? Ultra King, that company has been around for a long time. A long time, that's so, true. you know, clearly they're doing something, right? They wouldn't be in existence if no one was buying it and, and you know, using it. I mean, companies don't r- live on returns, so <laughs> no, that's true. I saw a. Uh, I was looking for the mini guide um, the other day for someone, and uh, I saw they have a cane clamp accessory for oh. the mini guide. Um, now I don't know how heavy that makes your cane, but um, that is an option as well. If you do have a mini guide, you can actually clamp it to your cane. I don't know. Yeah, that's not bad actually. Yeah, it kind of smartens the cane, but also and gives is you the opportunity to take it off. I, yeah, I think the mini guide is. I don't you know, know how much the rain affects sonar, though. I don't know. Hmm. I, yeah. I, do, I do find uh, there's a, a piece of kit I've got, and I have to say it's so funny. I love when you get these things. Uh, this is kind of where I'm going with this tomorrow, but um, I love when you buy technology that's built for blind people, or at least has been you know, designed with blind people in mind, right? And you get the, the thing, and it has instructions that are in tiny print, Yes. And it is in absolutely no way understandable how to put it together, you know, without sighted help. <laughs> what have you got? Have you it got was, flat it, pack it, furniture it, no. for the blind? <laughs> blind Kia. <laughs> no, it was it was a no light. No Ikea. Thank you. Oh, no oh, Ikea. Oh, well oh, done. Well good night. done. Good night. 
Thank you. No IKEA. That is it. There you go. Swine. I wish I'd got there first on that one. That's too good. Um, but uh, yeah. Where were we going with this? Oh, yeah. So I got a cane light. That's all it is. It's just a light that you put on the cane. And the idea oh, yeah. is if you're in the dark, I mean, I, I kind of got it a while ago. I don't think I'll have much use for it these days. But um, mm-hmm. I got it and the intention was put it on the cane. And, you know, it was a, 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 at the time when there was a bit of a flurry around canes with lights on them. And I thought yep. this is a good way of doing it because the light points directly at the ground and it gives you a bit of more for cars to see you. That's to be right. Fair, it highlights the cane, anything. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, could I get this thing to fit onto my cane? And I gave up in the end. I just put it back. Because it came in like eight bits. Ah, it's ridiculous. And what's the point in that? Just sellotape it. Bit of super glue. Ah, to be honest, probably what I'll end up doing if I ever ever use it at all. <laughs> what's the point? But yeah, I'll, I'll get into that tomorrow. Very interesting point. Uh, that's it for today. Time's up again, honestly. So wow. many emails I want to get through. Uh, but listen, we are out of time. Blame uh, you-know-who. Mm-hmm. Blame him. Nothing to do with me. I'm not blaming you, Mr. F. <laughs> Stephen is. Right, you go get some paracetamol. Feel better. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with lots more of your emails and messages. Um, And yes, I'm going to talk about this subject of high-tech tech tech for blind people. That's the theme I'm going to go on, so I'll explain more tomorrow. Uh, And also, uh, you can keep your feedback coming. Please do. I know we ask lots of questions during the course of the show, and we often forget what we've asked, so thank you for keeping us up to date on that as well. Feedback at doubletaponair.com is our email address. You can attach a voice message or just send us a traditional email to that email address. Or you can drop us a voicemail, 1877-803-4567. We are back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.